Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thank you for honoring us by listening to us, being part of us. We certainly have got to meet many of you, and as we meet you, we, we do love you. We pray for you. Uh, thank you to a couple groups of people. We love the people who are out there uh, suffering from PTSD and getting better and finding victories, and we love the people who are helping them find victories, and we know both kinds are on this podcast today or this radio show, and and we're sure thankful for that, and we're thankful for each and every one of you. Got a note, uh, got a note, and uh, from a brother who's been listening, really going through the fire, health-wise, family-wise, church-wise, you name it. The devil's shooting at him, and and uh, uh, he was saying how encouraged he was, how encouraged he was to listen to this podcast. And we just want to go back at you and say we're encouraged that you're listening. And uh, usually we don't do many notes, but I wanted to say to him. Uh, thank you for encouraging us by saying that we're encouraging you because I think that's what God's family is all, all about is encouraging one another. And so with me as always is my friend, Stephanie. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Doug. How are you? The dream. How about you? <laughs> oh, well, if your dreams are very, very busy and never stop, then yes, I am definitely living my dream. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm there with you. I'm living that same dream. And uh, yeah, but it's a good one. And, it is. And we get to serve God. You get to raise the great aid. And, and and so here we are. So we're in our segment called a Norton Knuckleheaded Moment, named after a missionary, now pastor's wife, many years serving God, wonderful lady, wonderful husband, wonderful family. And uh, she liked the knucklehead thing that we use the term knucklehead. So we named the whole thing after her. And and you might be a knucklehead if, and, and you know, I always struggle with these knucklehead things because I want to give things that help people. And, uh, but you might be a knucklehead if you're suspiciously louder than everybody else anywhere you go. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, do you know what I'm saying, Stephanie? I mean, when you can hear them at their table, 10 tables from you at a <laughs> restaurant, you might be a knucklehead. It's okay to talk normal. It's okay to be normal. Stop being so loud. I'm a loud guy, but I save it for when I'm preaching uh, or something like that. I don't I don't publicly do it. it. I mean, Stephanie, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I think it's um, do you do you always have to be the center of attention? Yeah uh, in, in a bad way. I'm not saying that obviously there's times when, you know, but I I know what you're talking about because I've been around people like that and you just want to cringe because it's like, Oh dude, you're making an idiot out of yourself. Exactly. So don't do that anymore. And do that, do it as well. And it, it's just <laughs> kind of an, it's just kind of an uncomfortable feeling. You know, it's like that person's loud. That's weird food. That's right with God. So we, we've been doing fruits and restaurants and things like that. And, uh, one of my go-to places is this place called Tropical Smoothie. I don't know if I've mentioned this place before, but Tropical Smoothie gives you like this 24 or 32-ounce smoothie. I get what they call mango madness, 
or mango magic. I don't know. One of those two terms where they whip up a, there's a little bit of yogurt in there, a whole lot of ice and a whole lot of uh, yo- with uh, mango flavor and a little bit of pineapple. And they whip, whip that up to deliciousness. So I like a smoothie wow. uh, from Tropical Smoothie. And I usually get a uh, quesadilla while I'm there, get a Santa Fe quesadilla. And, and I'm telling you, that's, that's about all I need for a supper or something. That's good living right there. So that's, yeah. that's you, food. You talk, yeah. Just you talking about tropical is making me think of tropical grill. And, man, I could go for some of their food right now. Right now I could stop. But, you know, I went there. I, I had Daniel pick up supper for us the other night, and it was bad. Uh, oh. Yeah, he was on his way over. I had to call them. They're claiming they're giving me my money back. I got to have Debbie go out and look. Uh, they were supposed to have refunded me $25. It was bad. And they said, oh, well, we had someone in training and they didn't know what they were doing. So they gave you chicken right out of the refrigerator and, you know, those plantains. You know, we got a side order of plantains. Daniel and I love them. A baked uh, bananas with a uh-huh. nice cup were burnt to a crisp. It was only three of them. And so anyway, that's enough of that. They, these folks oh. got enough to worry about with getting bad food. So I was kind of bummed, but it was the tropical grill that's in Greer. It's closer to my house than the one we were going to in Pelham that was closer okay. to the Morningside's house that you were staying in. And right. so, yeah, yeah, but it is. It's that food was amazing. Yeah. And my kids loved it too. They, they, they still bring it up. So it's, it's, it's tropical grill. Yeah. yeah. It's healthy. And I make it all the time. I, I make that kind of stuff where I cut up the cucumber and the tomato and have the rice. I've even got some yellow rice and, 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 you know, you barbecue up some chicken, cut it in little squares and, and, uh, you know, you put some salsa on there and, and, uh, get a little bit of sauce and you're living good. But anyway, enough of all that. Uh, here we are, we're on Psalm number 123. And as we go through the book of Psalms and, and this, this idea of Psalms in the night and we learn from them, we grow from them. Here's another one of those Psalms that just really touches me. Uh, really making a difference with me. And it says, unto thee lift mine eyes. O thou that dwellest in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of the servants look around the hand of their masters, in the eyes of the maiden, unto the hand of her mistress. So our eyes wait upon our God until that he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning, with the scorning of those that are at ease, and with the contempt of the proud. Wow, there's a lot going on in that psalm, and it's talking about a couple things right away in verse number one, Stephanie. I mean, it's it's stacking up against me. It's talking about God's throne where He dwells, and. It's pretty cool. What are you thinking? Well, again, we have this idea of lifting up our eyes. <clears throat> Sorry, a frog hit my throat right, right when I went to talk. Yeah. Um, but Psalm 121 started off, I will lift up my eyes into the hills. This is, again, I will, um, unto thee lift I up mine eyes. And again, we have this idea of, what I get from this is, and I was just watching a chosen last night, um, you know, that when you're trying to get tired, so you turn on something to help you get tired. And so I've been trying to turn on chosens because it leaves me meditating. There's so much, so much in them anyways. Um, 
when when the woman before Jesus has, you know, she's heartbroken over what she's done, and Jesus says, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Look at me. And she feels too ashamed, too broken to look up. Yeah. And making a choice, I think one of the major, major parts of healing is coming to that point because if Satan can keep our eyes looking down, we'll never see Jesus because no. Jesus is always up. <laughs> He's always going to lift us up. Satan's goal is to keep us weighed down. And so making that choice, hearing that still small voice saying, look at me, look at me, I'm right here. And making that choice to lift up our eyes and look to him, that is the massive major step, first step to healing, it to is. getting to making becoming an overcomer. And, and we look by faith. We trust yes. him. We look. We're looking to that throne. We know that's the king of all kings, the God of all gods, the true one. We know that that's the answer and the counselor and the interceder and all these different things that's found there. And it says in verse 2, it says, Behold, as the eyes of servants look upon the hand of their master, and as the eyes of the maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until that we have mercy upon us. And so verse 2, you know, again, we're looking for God's throne by faith. We're looking for God's hand. And, you know, the hands of the Father are, you know, punishment comes from them, holding comes from them, loving comes from them. All those different things that we see in the hands of the Father are playing out here. You know, we're looking to his throne, and we know that he controls us. We know uh, that, you know, it's a control thing, that he's with us, that we can trust him. And I, I really like that. I like that verse, too, talks about that, that, uh, you know, the servants, the eyes of the mating, the eyes of the Lord God, until he have mercy upon us. We, we're not going to just look. We're not just going to look by faith, but we're going to stay fixed on God. How does that old song go? Fixed upon Jehovah? Stayed, yes. Stayed um, Jehovah, but that's, yes, the idea. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you got to, you got to give us one verse of that song. I think the chorus of that song or something. Okay. Um, like a river glorious is God's perfect peace over all victorious in its bright increase. Perfect yet it groweth fuller every day. Perfect yet it floweth deeper all the way. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed. Finding as he promised, perfect peace and rest. Wow, that's great. And that's that's where we are at that second verse is staying upon Jehovah, trusting in him, having faith in the throne, having faith in his hand and what it's going to do for us. And and then we come to verse three, have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. 
And, and so it comes right out and it, it's talking about, you know, uh, we've, you know, we need your mercy because we're filled with these people that have this contempt. We're filled with these people that have this pride against us. So we're going to look to your mercy. We're going to look to your grace. We're going to appeal to you, Lord. We're still stayed upon that throne. We're still stayed upon your right hand. But help us get through this. It kind of personalizes it, I think, Stephanie. It kind of yeah. says, I'm going through this, and maybe personalizes it a little bit. Yes. Yeah, it makes it it makes it real. And, again, that idea of where are we looking, um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And um, that idea of just simple trust, our eyes wait upon the Lord our God. In other words, we're we're just patiently looking to Him. Yeah. We're Him. All of that is is summed up in that one little word, wait. And having that confident expectation in Him, I think, goes with that of of our hope is fixed on Him. And it may in, in these verses, I think of Romans eight, where it talks about a hope that we don't see that we hope in something that we don't see, that walk of faith. And that's what I see here is the, the psalmist isn't seeing, you know, all they see is the contempt and all of this, and they're begging God for his mercy. They see the scorners, the contempt of the proud, but they're not losing their hope, their confident expectation in who God is. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's easy to sometimes for all of us, for that matter, to look at how bad our situation is. And, you know, Stephanie and her family have experienced something that most never will, thank God. And that's they have a missionary martyr in their family and Christians, how they've been persecuted and martyred. And, you know, they, they said all the martyrs, all the persecution, uh, according to Warren Worsby, he quotes a fact of, of the martyrs. And he said all generations up till the 20th century. So from the year 1899, all the way back to the time of Christ, if you were to look at all the modern, all the killing, all that, and added them all together, they would not be equal uh, to what we saw in the 20th century. So, I mean, Christians out there are struggling for their faith. Christians out there are dying for their faith. Christians are out there going through, you know what, for the faith. You've lived it. You've seen it. And uh, they're saying the first 25 years of 2000, which Charles is part of that statistic, unfortunately, will equal all of the... 20, 20th century. And uh, so as we go through these things, so, you know, so what do we do when we're going through times like this? What do those people do who are overseas? Well, Stephanie can tell you firsthand, I go back to the precepts. I go back to the promises. I go back to Psalm yeah. 90 that she was memorizing. I mean, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Your heart is stayed on God and you can't be in that place unless you have immersed yourself in his word. Don't say, yeah, I'm looking to God to help me. That's it. You're not. If you're not in his word, if you're not spending time with him, meditating on his word, seeking his face, you're not looking to him. No matter what human reasoning you may be trying to use to say that. And, and when those hard times come, if you've been building your life on just cute little sayings or um, men's opinions and not on the word of God, your house will fall because it will be built on sand. 
and you have to make God's word and being led by his spirit that has to that literally has to be who you are that has to define who you are yeah yeah i agree and 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 knowing knowing we can look to god knowing that uh you know that his throne that he is the ultimate king understanding that that's everything understanding that serving the king of all kings is everything that there's no higher calling, there's no higher service, there's no better place to go, there's there's no place we really want to go other than him. And I think that's what we're seeing here. That's what we're learning from Psalm 123 is that we go to that most high king. We, we look to the throne. We look to the faith of God's hand and knowing that his hand controls mercy and grace to us, knowing that God is just and righteous and uh, that he's not a deist God that's sitting here playing games with our lives, that we're hooked to these strings that, you know, are for some enjoyment of, of some crazy God. Other people serve gods like that. Other people kill for their God. Our God saves. Our God died for us. And, and knowing all that. And so I think knowing that God cares, knowing that, uh, you know, more than anything else, uh, this would all come up. So what we want to do is we want to enter a song again here about three quarters of the way through the podcast. And this next song I'm going to enter is a song. Stephanie can tell you a little bit about it. Uh, it's called in Christ. We will trust. Tell us about that song real quick, Stephanie. Well, that song was written in the midst of, um, a trial that Charles and I were going through probably the heaviest one that ever faced our marriage as far as in, um, in a short time frame where, where a lot of things snowballed and a lot of things that had been building up finally came to a head. And I remember as we were going through that valley one night, I was washing dishes and um, just crying out to the Lord, crying, literally crying, crying out to God and saying, God, we need your help. We need your direction. You know, I need you and Lord, I'm trusting in you. And the, the words to in Christ people trust just started coming to my mind. So I just dried my hands real quick and started writing them down. Um, and that's where that song came from. And understanding that God is God, that God is faithful. And looking back as hard as some of those trials were, I am so thankful that God had those building stones, those faith building stones that he put in my life because they were all preparation. You know, everything God takes us to is preparation to serve him in the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's and great. so that's, that's the history of that song. So what we're going to do is Stephanie's going to go on mute for a minute and I'm going to go ahead and play this song for you in Christ. We will trust. Thank you, Stephanie, for sharing that with us. Here we go. in God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path oh Lord we trust in you we know you will see us through in your almighty hand, O oh Lord, 
For my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. We are clay in our potter's hand. His master design he has planned for me to Great. Thank you, Stephanie. What a beautiful song. And I just want to take this last minute or so, and we think about that, In Christ We Will Trust. And, you know, having the backstory on songs is pretty great. And, you know, having that backstory of her and Charles being in the greatest trial of their married life prior to, obviously, Stephanie went through a trial greater without Charles because Charles had went forward to heaven. Um, But, Stephanie, as I was listening to that song and as I was thinking I mean, isn't music almost like good Christian music and writing music? Isn't that almost like an escape? Um, it, it's like this great escape and, and a great way to filter through uh, how we love God. Well, I think it's, um, you know, the Psalms are songs. And I think even for David, it's a way that we can pray to God. It's a way we can testify of his faithfulness. It's a way we can, we can look to him and worship him. Yeah. Part of getting through the valleys. Yeah. Yeah. And folks, we're, we're working at getting a songbook put together. We have some of these songs already uh, transferred over where they've been turned into music and hymns and things of that nature. And, that's a project. You know, I work on the project of getting these things incorporated and copyrighted. And that's like a three or four step process. And Stephanie works on the process and we only have 167 other things to do on any given day. And Stephanie (laughs) works on the process of getting somebody to go through and redoing the songs and putting them on paper so that uh, uh, we can release a book of our songs on Amazon, or I guess there's a song service out there called CCLI that people talk about where people can go out and use the songs in their churches and stuff. And that's our intention. But listen, we love you folks. And more important than anything else to us 
is us knowing that you've accepted or at least had the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And Brother Eric, in just a minute, is going to be talking to you about that. But I want to finish the same way we finished yesterday. Is Listen, we have a camp uh, at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. We have a Wounded Spirits PTSD retreat. It's going to start the 13th of September. All are welcome. All are invited. Call up there today. Talk to John Moore, the camp director. Uh, figure out what you got to do to stay there. We want you, folks. We're going to have a concert there. We're going to have songs every night. We're going to have teaching, preaching, how you can help each other. We're going to break out men from women. You want to be part of this, and uh, we'd sure love to have you. But listen, have a great day. Listen again, please, to everything Brother Eric's got to say. And if you're not saved, get saved. And if you need help with that, make sure you contact us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.